welcome. It is eight minutes after the hour. Garson is in from Graf's uh, Ruger. What I, <laughs> that's all I can say, Ruger. Uh, we'll uh, chat about uh, what he's brought in studio. Then we have uh, State Representative Chuck Basie, Second Amendment supporter. Good guy. How's the election uh, going, you? Um, well, for, for me, it's uh, uh, I, there's no way I can win. Um, I'm in my last term, so I'm not, so not running again. You're not gonna. I thought we didn't we contemplate you running for Senate. I'm thinking about it, but I got to wait for redistricting to to be complete. So that's not uh, won't be done until probably early next year. Basie for Senate. Basie for Senate. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and isn't there a certain dinner fundraiser tonight that would? Uh, there is. I'm I'm having a fundraiser tonight, and um, there's a lot of ammunition that will be given away as door prizes. I have a lot of nine millimeter and some. Uh, 5.56, and I, a friend of mine is actually bringing ammunition, a 9mm ammunition, to auction off tonight. So there will be ammunition available. Wow. So how do I get to this? It's uh, at the Harrisburg Lions Club at uh, 5 o'clock this evening until about 9 or so. And uh, we're going to have a catered dinner by Chef Jeff. Very good food. Mm -hmm. uh, it is actually a gourmet uh, meal. And i uh, got... Plenty of uh, firearms there for auction and also for door prizes. So it'll be a very, very fun evening. And Can I walk right in and buy a ticket right there? Uh, or? Absolutely. I, you know, I think the RSVP period is, is past us, but uh, anybody's welcome. And again, Harrisburg Lions Club at 5 o'clock this afternoon. And would appreciate anybody that wants to show up. It's really difficult to find. You, you take, uh, what is that, Highway 22, 24 into Harrisburg. Well, it's 124, 124. off of 63, or um, you can go uh, off 70, go up uh, Route J. Yeah. And, so I, uh, I go up 63, take 124 into Harrisburg, and when you hit downtown metropolitan Harrisburg, you look around for the only, <laughs> almost only big white building in town. It's, it's right there, folks, right downtown. You can also do this new thing they call GPS. Really? Yeah, you punch those uh, addresses in, and boy, it, it takes you right there. Kids well, usually it does. Kids these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, if you just joined us, we'd been uh, talking about uh, David Hogg, who is, of course, uh, a, you know, my personal opinion, I really do think he's just a, it's my feeling now, <laughs> that he's just a punk. Um, I, and I don't, he just, he's got that smugness that progressives always have. When they're so incredibly wrong and don't even know that they're wrong, uh, but he's uh, he's being interviewed, uh, and and you would think that Andrea Mitchell is just asking questions, to, but she's actually doing more than a reporter. She's did, she, what Garson? Did, did she misname Sandy Hook earlier? You, no, she's talking. They were uh, Parkland. Um, I thought she said Sandy Springs, though. Oh, did she? Well, yeah. she did. Well, that's all right. She's a lefty, so she can be wrong. Anyway, we continue. Okay. We continue. Like universal background checks. Well, you certainly changed the public climate about that. Those numbers are a direct result of the work that you and your fellow students did in terms of political action and, and protest, really effective protest. So uh, that has to be at least somewhat empowering to you. I was born... Just, you know, basically a year after Columbine happened. In the time since I have been alive, just about the same number of people have, have died, from, uh, as have died from COVID, have died from gun deaths in this country that are entirely preventable. We are one of the few countries in the world that deals with this level of gun violence in our schools in 
uh, outside of our schools on a daily basis. And we can elect people. We need to realize as Americans that this is a choice. Um, as a country, we need to come together, not as Democrats or Republicans, but as human beings for our right not to be shot um, so that no kid ha- no kid or adult or anyone has to live in fear of gun violence, no matter their zip code, um, and no matter if they're inside of their schools or outside of it. Um, and that's part of the work that March for Our Lives has been doing over the past several years. We worked in Florida, a very Republican legislature, and we got extremist protection orders passed that could have helped stop the shooting at my high school. Um, we've gotten funding for the CDC and NIH pushed through Congress at a level that was never before seen prior to what had happened at our school. So change has started to happen, but it is incredibly frustrating how slow it is um, because right now we don't have a representative form of government. We have an obstructionist form of government because of... Wait a minute. Dale, isn't that the way the Founding Fathers wanted it? You know, when we heard that, everybody in the studio perked up and looked at each other. We do have a, a representative democracy, a representative republic, actually. And I don't think that's changed since David Hogg became active. Uh, The Founding Fathers set this system up so that they would constantly be adversarial. Uh, The Senate was elected by, or was appointed by the states, not elected like a congressman. Uh, And their job was to do the bidding of the state. Congress, the House of Representatives, they're there to do the bidding of the people. And, you know, if they were to uh, increase spending, the debt gets apportioned to the several states, so the states would tell the senators, well, yeah, control that spending. And, and if that's not adversarial enough between the House and the Senate, then they have to worry about the White House, the president. And even on top of that, you've got the Supreme Court. It was designed to be obstructionist. It was designed to make things happen only when there was huge support for it all the way around. And it was designed to protect the republic. Now, we've sort of undone that uh, by electing the senators and coming up with the income tax and things like that. But, uh, you know, he's looking to make major moves with the Democrats when they don't have a mandate. They, They barely have control of the Senate. If, if uh, Manchin in West Virginia goes independent or swings to the right and goes to the Republicans, there's, they don't have any control over the Senate at all. So it's no wonder that he's not getting through the things that he wants to get through. They're radical. I don't know. It just it, it, it frustrates me that uh, you get people like Andrea Mitchell patting this guy on the back and say, what a good job you're doing. When, in fact, you know, neither one of them know what the hell they're talking about. And when he's, you know, he talks about gun laws and says, you know, people, we have a choice when when we vote. And I'm thinking, yes, and people have exercised their choice and they have voted. And the gun laws are a result of the choices the people of America have made for the most part. I I think that's, you know, people complain about what's going on in, in Missouri. We elected Chuck Basie. And everyone else down at the legislature, and they're doing what we sent them there to do. And Garson can attest to the fact that we are seeing people, uh, women and minorities, and in, in incredible numbers of people uh, buying firearms that never bought them before. I think this is an immensely unpopular idea, this, uh, this yeah, gun control. There's even women on The View buying guns now? I'd never thought I'd see that in my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who'd have thunk it? 
All right. Uh, 874-9390. The toll-free number is 800-529-5572. Ghost guns are in the news, among other things. We'll talk about Ruger, because I am drooling over this Ruger. Wow. And you can get that at... Really? I'm just looking at the price tag here. That's that's pretty affordable. The low list. I'll tell you what I'm drooling over next on Carry On Guns. It's 21 minutes after the hour. Chuck Basie is in, state representative, Second Amendment supporter. Good guy. All around good guy. Who should run for the Senate because he would be a great addition to the Senate in the state of Missouri. I don't want to push anything, but I'll just move on from there. Dale Roberts with us. Uh, attorney and a gun rights activist, and so is Garson from Graffs. He's not an attorney, but he's with us. Well, he's sort of, he's with us. Uh, anyway, he brought in uh, a couple of Rugers here, and uh, boy, I, I'm just falling in love with this. It, it's it's assembled, and, it, it, and it's it's a thing of beauty, and it's really affordable. Well, I figured if Gwen couldn't get a cat, this would make up for it. I I think that you know what I'll I'll spring for that. Uh, it's less than eight hundred bucks, uh, and it is a nine millimeter, and it even looks cool disassembled. Oh yeah. Um, so I assume you're talking about the carbine and not the pistol. Correct. So this is the Ruger's uh, PC carbine or Ruger's PCC as most people refer it. Um, it is a sixteen inch nine millimeter uh, carbine fed with pistol magazines. Um, so the the standard magazine is Ruger's regular nine millimeter pistol magazine, but the Magwell's got an insert. You take out the insert that's in there and drop in the other insert, and it will take all varieties of nine millimeter Glock magazines instead of the Ruger magazines, giving you access to a much larger um, choice for magazines, uh, especially some of the uh, fifty round drums. Or the the big thirty and thirty three round stick mags for the Glocks. So if you're if you if you carry a Glock, uh, it's kind of handy because you you've got the magazines. Oh Not yeah. Enough. Um. And so these are all taken out. So Ruger brought their Ruger carbine out almost twenty years ago as a patrol rifle for law enforcement, um, so they could use their their duty magazines for their handguns in their in their uh, carbines. Um, it, it kind of fell on its face because there wasn't a lot of demand for it. But now that USPSA and IDPA have uh, pistol caliber carbine classes for competition, uh, this has been one of the most popular um, rifles for that. Um, and so these are, these are basically chassis guns. Um, so they're, they're completely modular. Um, the action similar to like a 1022. The receiver has the same kind of look about it as a 1022. It's got a you know, fixed side charging handle. Um, but the stock is attached onto a Picatinny rail at the back of the chassis. So any you can change the stock. It's got a collapsible mag pull stock on it now, but um, unscrew one screw, and you can add on any other stock that attaches with a 1913 Picatinny rail. So you can put side folders, uh, collapsibles, or even fixed stocks on here that use that. Uh, take standard AR mags, or uh, st standard AR-15 grips. Um, the triggers... Um, Decent, um, but there's tons of aftermarket stuff out there if you want a nice match-grade trigger. Uh, the cool thing is is uh, you lock the bolt open, uh, press on a tab underneath the barrel, and rotate it about 40 degrees to the right, and the barrel assembly slides right off. And um, you throw that in your bag Ouch. or throw it in your uh, 
throw it under the seat in your truck, and you're good to go. Um, that is that is really nice. Ruger makes a terrific firearm to begin with, but that's just a fun. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, all their barrels are hammer forged, and hammer forged barrels are basically duplicates of the same barrel over and over and over again. Um, so impeccable accuracy, um, and much more durable than a than a cut rifle barrel. Um, this one has the free floated handguard, um, and that comes off with the barrel. So it's just two pieces, and it's in a nice little backpackable configuration. Um, threaded barrel, so you can throw a suppressor on it, and um, um, integral Picatinny rail on the on the cha- on the receiver. And there's a small little Picatinny rail on the barrel, so you can throw a little red dot or like an aim point on it uh, for a scout style mounting. It's just a neat firearm. You know, I'm just curious. If you could, would you would you own a fully automatic rifle? I mean, if if there were no restrictions, would you go, would you get one? Um, maybe. It's, maybe you know, not. I, I would like the option, but I I just um, well, I I'd have the hard decision to make of buying a meal or buying more ammo to shoot it. And <laughs> either retire the national debt or give yourself enough ammo to play. Yeah, that 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 would be my weakness in owning a machine gun. Of any kind, um, yeah. I'd I'd probably drive myself to the poorhouse, taking it out and using it. <laughs> Dale, would you like to own one? Sure. And, uh, you, and, no, don't don't jump to any conclusion. You take your time. <laughs> well, in most select fire or fully automatic weapons I've shot, have have a choice of you know safety single shot, uh, you know a double tap or triple tap, and then full auto. And full auto is kind of fun. It is fun, not kind of fun. It is fun. Um, but it's not terribly, not necessarily accurate. And you do go through a lot of ammunition. But the double tap or triple tap function, I think, is pretty sweet. Yeah. So Chuck would like one of those, too, if he could just get his wife to say, okay, go ahead. I, I would love to have one. And, and you know, the, I think the military is using uh, a variation where it's a three-round burst. Is that not correct, uh, Garson? Do you know about that? Yeah, the M16s are still full auto, and I believe all the M4s are just uh, three-round burst now. Which would be kind of fun. And, and they experimented with like a two-round burst for a while as well. Yeah, it would be fun to have that. So. Yeah, wouldn't it, though? Uh, I don't think I'd want just one. I'd probably want more than one. Kind of like Lay's potato chips, huh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, by the way, Gary, I don't, don't mean to change the subject. I just got a text from a friend that um, they're bringing a cat tonight for a door prize. <laughs> oh, you want to? Be you know, there. we're on the air. Otherwise, I had a line for that uh, that popped right into my head. But I <laughs> sure you did. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's for a. It starts with a P. But anyway, we're going to move on from, uh, from the Goldfinger movie. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yes. Um, all right. So we're going to move on because there's also a, a charger here. PC charger. Tell me about this. So this is the same gun in a pistol. Um, no stock, uh, no arm brace, uh, same takedown barrel system, um, same threaded barrel, same receiver, but it's in a four-inch pistol. It's even less money. It's like six seventy-five yeah. or something like that. So it's uh, even yeah, less. Six six seventy-five versus what was that one? Uh, seven. Uh, seven seven fifty-five for the uh, the chassis PCC rifle, uh, which MSRP is for like nine fifty. Um, so yeah, we're not. You know, Ben and people over like some dealers have been for the last two years. Um, 
So, Do I have to worry about the arm brace controversy? Um, in, until the ATF rescinds their decision or, or something else happens, possibly. But as, as of right now, they're still fully legal. Um, so, yeah, um, you know, you may it may become a problem in the future. I really hope not because um, that's going to make me a criminal. <laughs> that's going to make a lot of people criminals. Uh, all right, so it's it's essentially the same firearm, uh, oh, and same same magwell, um, so Glock or Ruger magazines, and these both come with uh, one Ruger seventeen round magazine. Oh, and this one's got a little nice hand stop on the handguard already too, so it uh, gives you a little place to index your hand, so you don't inadvertently get your uh, fingers up by the muzzle. It's just neat. That's all I can tell you. They're they're both really really neat, and they're both Ruger. You can't go wrong with Ruger, uh, and uh, and 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 it's it's not out of his own private safe. These are they actually have tags on them. Well, uh, I mean the tags are removable. Um, we have two of the chargers at the shop. This is one of them. So there's still one at the shop right now. Um, this is the only chassis um, PCC rifle. Um, there are a. Two of the synthetic stock models still at the shop. Can't go wrong. I'd like to have one of each. Well, you know what? Why don't you ask well, you got him? got two hands. Tell, tell mean, him. You know what? You, you just go on a grab one and, and head on home. I think so. I, I think that works. I, you, I, got ado- I got adoption paperwork somewhere. Oh, he's not going to give uh, them Paperwork, to you. paperwork. Come on. <laughs> You're going to have to pay for them. That seems so unfun. Let me get a phone call in here. Uh, I got one minute. John is on. John, welcome. Hey, Gary. I I have a friend who has a military, old military M16 that's fully auto. He did the paperwork and jumped through the hoops. And I shoot it. And when I go out, I take my 22 conversion kit. And it's made by CMMG and about four or five magazines. And I'm going to tell you something. That is so much more fun than shooting the 556. Five, because you can have you can set up targets. It's not as expensive, and they act, it actually works really well. So that's something for Garson to think about. Three, three or four magazines that has take you what forty five seconds to empty. <laughs> but yeah, that is fun. All right, John, thank you. I got that same kit, same same exact kit. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns on Hot Talk ninety three nine Eagle. Hey, welcome. It's thirty. It's thirty six minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Chuck Basie is on board. State representative should run for Senate. Uh, we also have Dale Roberts on board with us, and uh, Garson is in from Graffs in Mexico, Missouri. Brought in a couple of terrific Rugers that uh, <clears throat> are really, really drool worthy. But I want to go back to Dale. Um, there is a revised statute, <clears throat> excuse me, um, dealing with open carry, and you you wanted to correct. Yes, I was I was right and I was wrong. Um, I had a girlfriend like that once. <laughs> I have an ex-wife like. That. Um, <laughs> oh, we are in so much trouble. Yeah, yeah, we are. But what's new? Uh, so the language that I thought was in the statute when I when we spoke earlier I brought up the page and it wasn't there and I refreshed and brought up used a different source the state statute revised in 2014 does indeed say that a local municipality town city village may pass an ordinance that prohibits open carry but they cannot apply that ordinance to someone who has a concealed carry permit 
And I, don't ask me to explain the logic. I guess the legislature decided, you know, if you've got a permit, we've done a background check. You've done the training. To quote Kevin Jameson, it doesn't have to make sense. It's just the law. The law. Yeah. Well, but it does. I mean, I, I do understand, you know, if someone has a concealed carry permit, they've had a criminal background check. They've had the training. Um, so I can see why the statutory framework says these aren't the droids we're looking for. You know, we're not. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, I've got uh, permitless carry. True. So I can conceal carry, and they can't say anything about it. I, I don't see where there's a. Well, and that's in fact, thankfully, we have some amazing legislators in the state. Yeah, name it, one. It, well, and I'm working with one of them who has <laughs> plans, who is already drafting legislation to file on the first day, which is December first to fix some concealed carry issues. State Representative oh, Chuck Basie. Are, are we finally going to get an exemption next for concealed carry permit holders? I don't know about that, but there are... That, that there, would be awesome. That And some of that language is in, in 571.101, and they just need to expand it. But State Representative Chuck Basie is already drafting language, concealed carry language, to address some issues uh, in the upcoming session. Well, let, let's turn this over to Chuck and find out what he's doing. Well, what you, what's I, up, Chuck? I know several people. They're really good people. One is a, uh, a Marine Viet, Vietnam veteran that uh, he can go buy a firearm, perfectly legal, but because of the way the concealed carry statute is, he cannot get a concealed carry permit because he had something in his background that uh, I think it was uh, he pled guilty to something. They'll might know it more he's talked to the guys uh as well but i, I think that is is not wrong or, or just terrible to to treat somebody like that that's a, a good good person has served his country and honorably by the way and uh can buy a firearm legally but he can't concede you know get a ccw permit i just think that's uh insane so we're gonna so, try and fix that for somebody like this guy so i need i want to kind of understand this more fully what are, are you suggesting then that there are circumstances and and what would those be under which we could ignore something in someone's background so gary the state statute and it's 571-101 says that when you apply for concealed carry permit and it lists the disqualifications and one disqualification is if you have ever pled guilty to or no contest to a criminal offense and there's another state statute that says to missouri judges and prosecutors if you want you if if you think the person before you should not have a criminal record you may give them what's called a suspended imposition of sentence basically the defendant goes okay i would agree to plead guilty the judge and the prosecutor say uh, we're gonna. We're not going to sentence you. The judge says, "I'm going to put you on this probation, and at the end of the probationary period, six months or a year, whatever, if you haven't gotten any more trouble, this is going to go away as if it never happened." And under those circumstances, you do not have a criminal record. You have never had a conviction, but in order to go through that process, you have had to offer a plea of guilty. And so, for some reason, the, the way the statute was written in 03 or 02, when the language was drafted, they put in that language that says, if you even pled guilty, not convicted, and it's an inconsistency uh, that just begs to be fixed. Of We've gone after it a couple of times, and Chuck says he's going to try and get it done this year. 
Chuck, what's the obstacle here? Is there is does somebody have an argument that that is holding water, or is it just failing to get to where it needs to to get voted on? I, I that that's probably at the latter there, Gary. It's just I, I got to get it into a you know, committee early, uh, get it heard, get it on the floor, and then hopefully be able to uh, get it through the Senate. If not, then attach it to some other piece of legislation that's re- related. So, but I, I think uh, you know, knowing these individuals uh, that are can't get the CCW, but they can buy a firearm perfectly legal. Um, I, I just think it's a shame that they cannot get a concealed carry permit. Uh, for, and that's the know. big disconnect, is even though you've had a suspended imp in Missouri, you can still, according to the ATF, you've never had a conviction. You can still buy firearms. You can still uh, get an FFL and be a licensed dealer. And this one person Chuck was talking about did that. You can be a law enforcement officer. There are no limits under federal law, but state law has this one weird restriction. Wow. All right. So it makes sense to get rid of it under the circumstances. Um, you know, the, there are some things that that really ought to just be up to the discretion of uh, a judge. Uh, they should have the the uh, the power to say, you know, that's that's just not a problem. And take each case individually. At least I think so. Is there any other pending legislation, Chuck, that uh, that you know is going to be introduced, or any legislation that you know is going to be introduced, uh, pro uh, or anti-gun? Uh, well, yeah, there's definitely going to be a lot of uh, bills filed in, uh, this year. I'm going to file the uh, the uh, bill to allow people to conceal carry on college campuses, publicly funded uh, universities and colleges. Right now, you can't do that. Um, I'm sure Jared Taylor is going to be filing the same bill that he's filed for seven years in a row to eliminate the state uh, gun-free zones. You know, not not the federal ones, but the state. And um, those have moved in the past, but uh, just what would, just that, never... what would that mean if if those uh, state gun-free zones disappear? Well, it, it, it you could conceal carry on uh, the the. 17 listed, not not all 17. There's some of them that are federal, I think, uh, courthouses and, and post offices, things like that. But um, Would I be able to carry a firearm on the bus? Um, well, uh, I, I, is that one of those, Dale? I, I can't, uh, I don't have There's a, list a in front separate of me. statute on that. And, you know, uh, I think Senator Onder had that bill last year and I can't remember where it went because it's a big issue in St. Louis uh, there seems to be some crime in St. Louis and people who commute to work using the whatever it's called metro quasi subway thing in St. Louis uh, not allowed to have a firearm so they have to go to work get off and walk through downtown St. Louis unable to protect themselves so I know that's probably going to be addressed in a separate bill um, yeah, as well as it, as well it should. I was talking about uh, Chicago earlier in the program, and I and I said I would update people on uh, what happened. If you're poor and you're in Chicago, um, you're probably the most vulnerable and most want to be able to protect yourself. But you can't carry a firearm on a bus in Chicago. They don't have any ranges, no target ranges in Chicago. So you have to get out of the city to go practice. Uh, and we all know that this is a, a skill that uh, deteriorates the longer you go between practice sessions. So if you're poor in Chicago, you don't have a car, you can't go practice. 
it, having a gun is almost useless under those those circumstances. Um, it, it would be nice if, uh, you know, they would wake up and, and uh, understand that letting people practice, opening up a gun range in the city would be... I mean, how how dangerous could that be? We Target Masters, right on range line, right here in Columbia, doesn't cause a problem. And the, the wonderful thing in Chicago... I, I was working with Alan Gurr on this some years ago before... Uh, Illinois, the Moore versus Madigan case, when Illinois was required to allow concealed carry, uh, Chicago had a provision that said, uh, you know, you can't, I think you can't have a firearm unless you go to the range and practice. You know, you have to, as a sort of qualification, but they didn't allow any ranges inside Chicago. So obviously <laughs> you could never qualify. And Alan Gurr had talked to me about, can we, aren't there companies who take basically a tractor trailer truck and harden the trailer and make it into like a two-lane range. You know, can we get a mobile range? We tried to find something, and in the end, he took the Moore versus Madigan case, and that sort of took care of that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think Chicago. I think Chicago either does not allow ranges or impliedly or overtly does everything they can to keep them out to discourage it from happening. All right, we're, we're up against the clock here. Quick break. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Gary on Guns. Hot Talk, 93.9 Eagle. It is uh, 51 minutes after the hour, and it is Gary on Guns. Pleased to tell you that Chuck Basie is on board with us this morning, state representative. We should be running for Senate. And we have uh, Dale Roberts uh, in, and uh, then, uh, of course, uh, Garson is in from from, uh, from Graffs. And uh, we were talking about uh, legislation that might be uh, pending. Um and I'm curious, we in the state of Missouri, we, we are so incredibly lucky. This is, I would argue, one of the finest states in the country if you're a Second Amendment supporter. And probably the crowning glory is the Second Amendment Preservation Act. And I talked to uh, uh, one uh, uh, state representative who's running uh, for a federal office who helped uh, promote this bill. And I know that uh, Chuck and Dale uh, both worked on this. And I know that 60 Minutes has been doing interviews. And, Dale, did they interview you? Yes, they did. Spoke to him for about an hour, a little over an hour. Uh, did they tell us when that's going to air? No. And, and, in fact, you know, I've talked to the producer, and he said, you know, we're thinking about doing this, but they're obviously going to do it. There's, I'd bet money on it. And I would say, and I've since had contacts from a couple of legislators, and, and 60 Minutes is following up with, you know, interviews. And if I had to guess, I'd say, you know, maybe end of November, December sometime. I mean, I'd, I'd expect it in the near term. Um, it's, it's very challenging to do a recorded interview. If it doesn't air live, then the producers get to edit. And, and we know how that can look. Uh, we've seen some of the hack jobs they've done on Second Amendment supporters. And one of my... Uh, my you know, one of the lessons that I've learned from doing those kinds of interviews, not on the Second Amendment, but on others, is to record, make a, a, your own recording of what transpires. So that if they do edit it, you can release the, the real information. Uh, who is that, uh, Brian, who's the reporter that uh, just got in trouble with the Ginsburg? Uh, Katie Couric. Katie Couric did an interview on the Second Amendment. And, you know, they would ask a question, and these, this group of uh, Second Amendment supporters would answer, and it was just 
smooth and and you know no no hesitation they had all their answers they were right there well when she got through editing it she would ask a question and then they would cut it up so these guys would all look like they didn't know what the hell to say i mean they they literally she literally turned it around to make it look as though they didn't have answers so i don't i don't trust them and i certainly don't trust 60 minutes and then what protected Ruth Bader Ginsburg in an interview she did with her? Yeah, she 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 uh, thought that Ruth Bader Ginsburg's response to the taking a knee and all that stuff um, for uh, on black football players was just the wrong thing to do. Uh, that it was disrespectful, and Katie Couric decided that she would protect Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Here, let me fix it for you. Yeah, because <laughs> you know she's. You know, just so vulnerable uh, and and she edited it out so I I get concerned when uh, when people do uh, uh, interviews with 60 minutes you did record it though didn't you yes I absolutely did but of course that's still you know I've told my friends this is a chance for me to be misquoted on national TV instead of just being misquoted <laughs> on local TV um, and I followed your advice I've I've recorded you know my the interview obviously if they use it and misquote me i don't have the same i mean i can release the tape i don't have the same platform they do but it's still oh, something i've got some connections well well yeah yes i do have i do have a connection um but it's the old story about you know if you get arrested for something it's on the front page and when they decide that they shouldn't have arrested you you're not guilty you're not the right person it's on page 10 sort of thing how but, are stakes going to help them what? How are stakes going to help him? Uh, uh, because am I mistakes? the only one lost here? What? Well, you, you said you had connections to help Dale, but how are stakes going to help oh, him? Oh, okay. I see he's reaching for the CNC, uh, <laughs> CC broiler connection. Yeah, it's yeah. a stretch. You pulled a yeah. uh, tendon on that one, didn't you? Oblique. It's Something. not my fault you're all napping. Well, now that we've been completely... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're like, where the hell did we go? I lost control. Uh, Lord. Uh, anyway, uh, we'll have to wait and see what they do. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they hack it up. What were the questions like? What were they asking you? Well, a big part of the, a lot of the questions and the reason they wanted to speak to me is the reaction of law enforcement officers. And, of course, their comments were, I mean, the, 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 they framed the questions saying, you know, isn't it true that law enforcement officers think this is awful? And, of course, my response is no, that is not true. Uh, you hear that from command staff, I think, because they're concerned about losing their forfeiture money when they work with the feds. And it's a money issue, not a real issue. But, uh, you know, officers on the street don't have the same concerns as the command staff politically influenced folks. Oh, so you're not so, going to be on 60 Minutes. Well, yeah, that may not. You know, and, and they are looking for other law enforcement officers or for law enforcement officers to speak to. Uh, so, we'll, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. But in the meantime, I'm, I'm just excited about the uh, Chuck Basie steak dinner tonight. So The BBB? Get, oh, somebody did call and wanted uh, more de wanted details on that again. So, Chuck, if you would. Yes, it's tonight. In the, it's at uh, 5 o'clock at the Harrisburg Lions Club. It's very easy to find. It's at the main intersection, the only intersection in Harrisburg. And uh, uh, 5 to 9, we're going to have a roast beef, gourmet roast beef dinner. And I got uh, 
Auction items. I got a Smith & Wesson M&P 15, a 12-gauge shotgun. I got a lot of gift baskets, Second Amendment-themed baskets. Um, and then three firearms for door prizes, including some ammunition as well. It sounds like you're going to have more 9mm than most retail stores. Uh, so if you're having a hard time getting a hold of uh, ammo, you might want to go out there just for that. Thank you, uh, Chuck. Dale, thank you for being on board. Garson from Graffs, go down there, look at those Rugers. They're fabulous. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.